This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome back to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I don't know if we have to keep saying that. We don't, and I think we say that every time, too. <laughs> that we're we say, nervous. I know, I we're like, how, we just stare at each other, and we're yeah. like, how do we start this off? I don't know if the beginning, like, ever gets easier, how, like, uncomfortable we feel, and then it, like, takes a few minutes to warm up. Yeah. And then once we warm up, we're good to go. Oh, I wonder if other people that do podcasts, if they start talking and then they start recording. Oh my gosh, oh should my we gosh, try do doing that? Do? Oh, fuck, that's what they do, isn't it? I tried to like run around the room to you like did. give you myself did. some energy. <laughs> you were just doing jumping jacks. I tried to give myself some energy. Wait, this is such a difference between you and I, Jen, which is like you just went and started doing jumping jacks where I was like, I have to sit and grab myself. <laughs> like you were like, I gotta be ungrounded. I gotta get like out of my body. And I have to be more grounded because I'm already living in the clouds of Wow. Right? Yeah. This episode... We're going to have a conversation this episode. It's a good transition we're about to make. It's a good transition. We're going to talk about the fact that just about a year ago, we thought we were taking a hilarious two-week break from the office. That was so funny. The the amount, it's wild (laughs) to think the amount of cognitive dissonance that we had. Okay. We thought, like, we're sitting here, like, people were already dying at that time, but we were, like, so unaware. So confused. So, I don't know, like, like so privileged and so entitled or some shit that we were, like, so unaware how much. We're in denial. I think, like, like, it was, you know, when you're not experiencing something, like, right in front of you it's harder to be like oh this is actually happening yeah so we're sitting here thinking like this is really funny we're gonna go home for two weeks we were like let's why don't we paint the office so that when people come back in two weeks it'll feel good people will have their break that was really funny so this episode is 
a reflections of a year of COVID. A year of COVID. Let's and this, this is going to be the time in which like the music comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we have a bunch of questions from people we're going to get to, but like first, like let's talk a little bit about, I feel that I'm a very different person than a year ago. How do you feel? I feel different in some ways and the same in other ways. Okay, I would like to hear, like, okay, so for me, I feel like I have just done so much fucking growing and awareness that I never had before. Mm. And I think it's because we went through these different stages, right? So at the beginning, now keep in mind, for people that are listening, if you don't know, we own the therapy group. Um, it is a wonderful therapeutic practice serving lots of states. We'll do a little plug for ourselves. But the the deal with owning a small business at the beginning of this is we all flipped the fuck out. We were really scared. Like, we're sitting here like, oh, we've owned this business for six years. Is this it? Like, are we, we sat and had a conversation about, is our business over? We didn't know what this was going to look like. That was really scary. That was, was a really scary time. And so it was so interesting to see in that moment our response, our trauma response is over productivity. So what we did was <laughs> – That is an understatement. <laughs> so what we did was said yes to every single offer and opportunity – we went from working probably, like, you know, 40 hours a week to working 80 hours, I would say, during the pandemic. Okay, and this was a, one of the things I was going to say about the the ways in which I think I might have changed is, like, we did so many speaking opportunities you during know. that time. This, like, speaking about anything in any sort of public forum was so terrifying yeah. for me. It's so easy now. <laughs> Like last week, we had a, a virtual speaking. We, we had like an Instagram we were, live. Yeah, with that, or but we also were, oh, we yes. were, we were keynote speakers yes. at an event last yes. weekend. And beforehand, I was like, oh, I feel nervous. And Jen was like, I don't. And I don't think those words have <laughs> literally ever been uttered from us. Right. I felt, yeah, there was such a switch. It was almost like you were taking it on. Yes. So, like, okay, so in that way, let's go through a little bit because we were became so overproductive and we were just stupid. Uh, let's use the word stupid because we were stupid. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's just go right into it. We'll use Which the word is that, stupid. Okay. Because so maybe you have found us from listening to Off the Vine with our with our girl KB, which is to think mm-hmm. back that we were on her podcast last right at year the beginning. at the beginning of this talking about what to do, which was like keep a routine, <laughs> Zoom with your friends, talk to people. And like we we gave some of this advice not realizing – the serious mental health impact this next year was going to have. Well, I had no idea. I think at the time it was decent we, advice. Well, look, <laughs> you know, it's going to be till May. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, be a month. Oh, so my at gosh. the time, I think it was decent advice, and then it didn't end. Right? It never like ended, yeah. it just didn't end, and we're still in it. You know, and I think one of the things to note is I, I think it really helped us realize how resilient we are and also how adaptable we are because I think at the beginning of any transition it's really terrifying right and it was terrifying (laughs) for different people in different ways Um, and obviously we can only speak 
to our experience yeah. and that's you know I mean I feel like so some people were like oh my gosh my small business is completely gonna fall apart some people were like oh my gosh I have the blessing of working from home some people were like oh my goodness I'm an essential worker what is this gonna mean for my safety how at risk am I right like it was or such... like I have chronic health conditions yes. what is this gonna be like for my health yes and or or some people that are disabled all of a sudden life became completely accessible yes for them. things they've been asking for for their classes to be online for things to be virtual right. all of a sudden people that have these disabilities who've been asking for accessibility all of a sudden have it yes and I think that's that no matter what kind of transition it was it was a transition yes, for everyone whatever, no matter what it was and like. you know like when we do therapy we talk to a lot of clients during these times of transition right where it's not necessarily a transition in a pandemic but other transitions where transitions can bring up a ton of stress right? No matter what they are, whether they're good, whether they're bad. Um, And so we work with a lot of people in transition. And so this was a time in which everyone was going through a transition, different types of of a transition at the same time. (laughs) I just realized that you somehow have one of my daughter's hair ties. I was wondering, I was like, who (laughs) is this? I'm playing with it. And I'm like, was there a child in here? Because like, that is what a Millie's hair tie. It's really it's fun. It's really, I don't from? know. <laughs> I've just been playing with it. And I'm right. going to continue to play with it. What another interesting thing that so many of us learned about like our tics and ADHD and mm. like sitting, you know what I mean? Because now like uh, many of us sit at a desk or sit in front of a computer longer than we ever have before. And so you notice like different things of this. like, what you know all of a sudden I play with things differently or I notice these different things about myself or you're watching your face on zoom oh, and you're no, like I, I don't do it I hide myself you you don't do that I cannot watch myself all day yeah I mean my my face is really small okay yeah but oh because you have it on speaker view I have it on yeah oh sh- yeah I have no idea <laughs> no clue after after all these months I have no and, clue what and it's to called. be fair if you had asked me a year ago what is zoom and what is speaker view I wouldn't have known those are things you learn I have it entirely new vocabulary I have a whole new vocabulary I had no idea how this now you would have said a year ago you were the person who understands technology I don't know anything look how much I know now I am so proud of Thank you. you that's the way I've grown I think I've lost my technology yes. well okay so I've just been overwhelmed by it well you know what so you have become so much more extroverted Thank with you. your talking but I've become a lot more introverted because I think I've had to because I couldn't go out and see people the same way before. I'm stuck at home, stuck at home, blessed at home, um, <laughs> blessed at home. With Just my, in case my husband's <laughs> listening, I am blessed at home. <laughs> with my husband and a toddler, yeah. and like a ton of my coping skills was like seeing friends and yes. like being social, and I didn't have that option anymore. Yeah, I have become more intro- extroverted because I am. I like everything around me is more introverted. I'm yes. like forced to be introverted. Yeah. And it's like when someone pushes you in one direction, you want to go the other You're direction. Like, I'm so excited to see people. Like I've never heard you say that. So, never. <laughs> but still, I know when things open back up. You're not going to be. Yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, I still feel not like staying up. <laughs> but all right. So we had this really interesting thing of like this time in the spring of like a lot of cognitive dissonance because it still didn't get really bad where we are in Philadelphia area. Um, and don't forget, I had my brother-in-law living with me for two months. Oh, and my months. God. Yeah, I forgot about I did forget. My brother-in-law <laughs> was living by himself in New York, was like, hey, I think, uh, like, asked to come stay with us. We So we had a guest because so many people left New York and were so close to New York. Wow. Remember that whole thing? I do. Now. Right. Now that you bring it back up. Yeah. So, like, there is just a ton of change through the past year whether that's our resiliency, whether that's our adaptability, whether that's different parts of ourselves, 
to sit here and say we've never gone through anything like this before in our lifetime you know we're millennials millennials have gone through a lot of shit a lot but this is some a lot of trans- shit. but also a lot of transitions yeah you know like if you think about like our generation well, a lot of historical events a lot of historical trauma historical <laughs> trauma also a lot of transitions like even if you think about technology and the way that it's grown yeah. throughout our lifetime right like like it's great that we're at this point now yeah. i mean it's not great there's a pandemic going on but Technology has really given us the ability to yeah. connect and continue to do our jobs. Well, and there's been, over the past year, so much learning and so much unlearning. Yes. A Ooh, lot of unlearning as well. Unlearning of our expectations and shoulds of ourselves. What I thought that I was going to be like as a mom. What I thought we were going to be like as business owners. Oh, God. Right? Like, there's a lot of shit we had to okay, unlearn. Okay, let's, let's go through that. Okay. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. What do you feel like you had to unlearn about your expectations of yourself as a mom? A hundred percent all of it. 
I really was like, I think it became one. It was such an interesting time. My daughter had just turned one. We had my daughter's first birthday, and then it was a meatball themed party. Meatball themed birthday party. Her first birthday, and then quarantine happened. So like, my daughter's learning to talk and learning to walk, and I'm having like a mental breakdown. And like, uh, and we were so busy because we're saying yes to all these events, and there's no childcare, and like, it's just like this completely chaotic thing. Wait, can I jump in with the story? <laughs> I'm so scared to know what. Okay, recently, um, so Emily and I share a work calendar. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm say? <laughs> Emily and I share a work calendar. Um, so I look on our calendar and it says, oh, it's her daughter's birthday on a weekend. And that's the weekend <laughs> I'm going to be away. And so I, I called Emily and I was like, oh my God, I am so sorry. I am going to miss <laughs> Millie's birthday. And she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so in my head, I'm like, oh, she told me about a birthday party and I forget. I forgot that like it's and happening. And I was like, I invited Jet. Did I plan a party and don't remember? Like, we both were like, what don't we remember? And so I was trying to be polite and be like, I'm really sorry. I can't make it. It was just the wrong calendar. Right. And so, like, apparently I wasn't invited. (laughs) Okay. It's family only. I am so far from offended. Yeah, right. Do you want to come to my daughter and my nephew's joint second birthday? God, no. (laughs) It's, but it's going to be jungle themed. Well, if there was like, yeah. I mean, like, I couldn't make it my own. I mean, the last birthday party was, that was so entertaining. We, I mean, there was a lot of chaos happening. There's also a lot of alcohol at that. Ex- I, maybe that's why it was, it was entertaining. Probably, yeah, it was, it was, it was before it. Because that's when you could have a bunch of people in a house with no masks on. I think that was the last was time the last I event. had that much last socialization. Party, <laughs> was the last gone. party you went to was just being a one year old. Wild. And that's probably why I was like, oh, yes, the pandemic's <laughs> happening. I don't have to be social after this. <laughs> like, ruined parties for the rest of time. <laughs> so, okay, so all oh, this, right? Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry no, no, I interrupted. No, no, it's so funny. That was an important story. It was a very important story. I'm okay. so happy that you told it. It was yeah. that one that needed Thank to you. be Thank you. Had to be told. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, I think with motherhood, I had to uh, learn how completely out of control that I really have was. Mm. Because when they're babies their first year, you, like, you're kind of rigid with their sleep and rigid with their eating and all this stuff. Yes. You have a lot more control. And then they're walking and talking. And you're like, <laughs> And they're not putting their clothes on. <laughs> My daughter's a nudist. <laughs> My daughter is a straight nudist. She's starting school for the first time. Next week is her first visitation day. And the biggest concern we had to talk about with the, with the head of the school was like, we don't know how we're to keep clothes on her. They're like, well, she needs to keep a mask on. I was like, oh, She's fuck. just going to have a mask and no clothes. <laughs> clothes. Okay. Oh, so God. there was this whole other thing that happens with being a therapist at this time, which is we're sitting here like, what's going to happen? There's so many people out of need. We're like, cut the prices, cut the cancellation policy. We'll do these cheap $15 groups. Like, we're sitting here like, what do we need to do to happen? And, and what happened was our business doubled. Because people were so stressed out. But we sat here thinking our business is over. Yeah. And we noticed all of a sudden therapy's more accessible. Right? People and can people feel safer. Safer. I think, I think, too, there's something about the fact that Okay, there's a glo- there's a pandemic. I keep I keep saying global pandemic, but the like pandemic just it's means, redundant. It is because pandemic just means a global right. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I know. so there was a pandemic, <laughs> and and I think that 
because people had an excuse for their anxiety and their depression yeah. that it felt more normalized or that because I have something to blame it yeah, on. Should we say spoiler alert? You were already depressed and anxious before. Yes. This yeah. Like spoiler alert. <laughs> it was already there, but it was harder to accept for yourself. Right. So I think, you know, as, as difficult as this was for a lot of people, there's something about the fact that it gave people a reason to say, yeah, I'm depressed because of this or yes. yeah, I'm anxious because of this. And I am going to meet with a therapist who I can just do Zoom with, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I was talking to my therapist the other day, actually, <laughs> I was saying how it's so much better because it's almost like working out for me. Like if I don't mm-hmm. have an excuse where I'm like, oh, God, I have to go outside and yes. actually like go to therapy, yeah. right? Like all it kind of is- like breaks down those excuses mm-hmm. where like all I have to do is log on. All I have to do is log on. Yeah. Right. So I think it's made it more accessible. People feel yes. more comfortable going and they have a more difficult time canceling because they're like, well, I'm inside. <laughs> No, no one's late. No one cancels. Anymore. No one's late. No one cancels. Right. <laughs> so before but, it used to be like you'd always have at least like one no show or one totally. late thing during the week. Now that doesn't happen. Absolutely. So somebody had written in, are you guys experiencing therapist burnout and how do you cope with it? Right now I'm not. We are not currently, but Jen and I have had, <laughs> had to make the decision a few months ago of changing up really how many people we can see in a week right? yeah like the way that we used to function before as clinicians is not possible anymore and I think that that's also the case for a lot of clinicians yes. you know we're on different um kind of Facebook groups where there's all these therapists talking about different things we talk to a lot of therapists um the amount of clients that we could see in person very is very different than the amount of clients we could see on Zoom. Yeah. Like, I could see eight in a day in person, which I should – for any beginner therapist listening, do don't ever do, do that. that. Don't do that. I you, saw ten in a day one time. Oh, I don't even know how to respond to that. I do, you don't have to. <laughs> how much coffee was in your <laughs> I feel – yeah, I feel nauseous yeah. even saying that. Number. I'm sorry. So but, – but now I can't see more than three in a row. Yeah, same. Because, one, my eyes hurt. And I have to walk around. Yeah. And it's like, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Also, you realize, like, what positions you sit in? I'm like, when I when I do therapy, I don't think I've ever said this to you. I, like, put my knee up, and you I'm, do. like, leaning on my knee. Oh, I'm literally, you? like, contorted. That's really Just sweet, wonder, actually. I find it? that very endearing. Well, that's, yeah. It's kind of like my body, my body language is, like, very open. Very open. Very, very that's open. That's funny. Yeah. Also, my chair at my house is not as good as it really should be for sitting all day. As opposed to, like, our really comfy furniture in our office. Yes. So, so a lot of things change. So, are we experiencing therapist burnout? No. Not right now. But we also had to make a very intentional decision a few months ago to move a lot of things around and to hire help. Yeah. And I think that – another thing, too, is that, like, when you go to grad school to become a therapist – you really process your own shit so that you don't bring it into your into the room with your clients, right? So that you can really separate it out. This is a time in which us as therapists were going through things, yeah, just as much as our clients were. And I mean, so my kid was screaming like there was like the, the amount right. of last night in session, my client was like. Hey, do you need to go? I can hear her. No way. <laughs> I need to tell this story. Oh, my gosh. I think this client listens to the podcast. So, all right. So, this client can hear. I can hear Millie outside my door singing happy birthday. <laughs> to herself. And then screaming. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why does he have her outside the door? What is happening? Can, like, can somebody take it to a situation? And my client's like, do you need to go take care of that? I'm like, 
No, her father's out there. I don't know what's happening. Maybe she has to poop. I'm not really sure. Is that what she does I, when she sings wait. happy birthday? <laughs> She, every she time just, she sings happy she birthday, she's screaming she and like that would be so that would be funny. incredible. No, but Same. I walk out the door. Okay, after my session, finally it ends. I walk out the door. She has compiled every candle in the house. <laughs> she has moved it onto a box outside my door, and she was pretending to blow out candles while singing happy birthday to herself. That is the cutest thing. Is it? It was very cute. At, not in the moment at my session, but though. But also, as long as she didn't, like, light them on fire. No, well, right? Like, well, she, she's imagine so you come out, she's lighter. lighting them on fire, like, lighting your room on fire. Well, and then it turns into a whole different Listen, experience. I'm a pretty uh, free-range parent, but I don't think I'm giving my kid lighters. Maybe this is, like, part of the reason why I'm not having children, is, like, I'm just assuming that they're going to light me on fire. Actually, her second birthday is fire-themed. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why did the fuck up, Meatballs to fire. That What will her third birthday be? <laughs> the episode's going to title this episode be Meatballs, meatballs to, to fire. fire. Yeah. Yes. Um, Nikki's not going to let us choose that. Nope. It's, not enough, it's not good enough SEO. Not SEO. No, right, not right. SEO. Not okay. SEO friendly. <laughs> so are we experiencing burnout? No, not now. We have set... We really talked about setting boundaries for ourselves. And I think that... It got pretty bad there for a while. It got really bad. <laughs> it got... We hit a really, serious and, and we would text each other just to be like, hey, like, I'm really struggling. Are you struggling? Because we'd be struggling on, like, very similar... Yes. Usually, we balance each other yeah. out. That's when we know things are, like, okay, right? It is. But I also... I do supervision. I have, run a supervision group, and I have individual supervisees that I take... Um, that I work with collaboratively. They're amazing. Um, and, yeah, it, it's so interesting, you know, for people to come in and be like yeah I'm fucking losing my mind I'm like yeah same man right like therapists really took on a lot a lot this year a lot and there was and I also just think owning a business there was an additional pressure to be there like there's still the culture of the hustle yeah that like you have to keep hustling and you have to do more and you have to be so productivity capitalism but you know I always have to add it in every time (laughs) it's so beautiful (laughs) we should just record a like a little like bit of you singing capitalism so that Brendan can just like play it every time every time and maybe that can be like the intro music right no one's gonna listen to this anymore okay Okay. all right so so yeah it's been a whole thing but okay someone else had asked it do you enjoy doing the podcast after all this time sometimes (laughs) (laughs) it's still so overwhelming for you every week so um, it's it's feeling a lot better actually. It really, it honestly, I de- love it a hundred percent from de- Emily. But it's different for you. It depends on how introverted I'm feeling. Okay, in that moment. And because truly, this is so opposite from what comes yeah, naturally yes. to me. It's coming more naturally to me now, but it really is just so opposite from yeah. from how I function. But I. From the amount of feedback we've gotten from this podcast, I recognize how helpful it is for people. So that's the thing that drives me is just that I know how helpful it is and how much it's giving to people. So I like, I think you like it more than you let on when we're in it. I'm yes, like, you're fine. I'm okay, totally you're so fine when we're anxious in it. beforehand, and you're so anxious. And I have to run minutes. around the room. Yes, and then you're like totally present and totally in it. You're so amazing. This is how I get with like act, with like Everything. social activities though too. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go, but when I'm there, you're, I'm like having the best time you're slow to warm i am slow to warm you're a crock pot that is so beautiful <laughs> thank you Just a slow cooker oh slow co- that's what a fucking crock pot is the, really the same thing this is- listen i'm not I'm, uh, i 
I, Nikki's Nikki's listening to this, just shaking her head yes, staring at me directly in the eyes, shaking her head yes. <laughs> I'm not great the at same cooking. Fucking thing. <sighs> well, at least this year you got HelloFresh. That's one thing you did differently. Okay, but let me tell you, cutting carrots <laughs> diagonally is impossible. And no, I am gonna write he- a strongly he- worded letter to HelloFresh. <laughs> if you do HelloFresh, you know that they overuse the carrots. Like you, they must have some type of deal with the carrot industry. They have to. They have because to. Because they have every fucking meal's carrot. And but for some this- reason, you have to cut them diagonally. I don't know why. Which is basically impossible. So I need to talk to them. <laughs> if anyone like, knows anyone at HelloFresh, one, can you sponsor us? Two, can we cut the carrots in different ways? I made the firecracker meatballs last night. Wait, I, I have cut them. Fuck you, I made them this week with the sesame. So Jen and I, we use the same meal program. Because um, we don't talk to anyone else. We don't else. talk to anyone. Okay. Um, so in hindsight, what would you? What things would you do differently? Everything? There's a lot of shit we do differently. Well, let me think. I, I didn't think about this at all beforehand. What we would didn't you do differently? We didn't these questions. What would I do differently? I wouldn't have worked so fucking hard last spring. I would have rested. I would have, I would have tried to talk down my scarcity mindset. I would have tried to calm myself. We had no idea what was coming, and okay. we were just so worried about our clinicians. We have the most amazing, amazing clinicians. And that's I was the thing so about o- owning them. the business. We well, were worried about yes. our clinicians. We just wanted them because it, it's like everyone was worried. Yeah, everyone was so scared. But I'm gonna say something that maybe will be annoying. I don't regret. I don't. I don't wish we did anything differently. You don't know no. at all. Just because I feel like we learned from it. Like, I feel like we really, you know, like we had to go through having that scarcity mindset, having that transition, freaking out, doing all of those things to get to the point we are now where we're like, listen, we have to set boundaries. We know that we're going to be okay. It's true. And so. We had to learn it. We had to learn it. The only way we were going to learn it is if we went through it. Oh, you're right as always. That's why I was going to say this is going to be annoying. But it was annoying. I know. But I, I prepped I, you for I, it. I know. It was annoying, <laughs> but also, like, it was right. It's hard. It, there was times, I guess for me, there's a part that does come with the mom that I do wish I had slowed it down more. Mm. And You still and, can. Oh, I know. Do I? Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, it, it, it's a hard thing to say, like, I sit back and think of some times where I, like, really felt like I was losing my mind, and I had no... I mean, I remember saying, like, all right, as long as this is done by Memorial Day. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yes. I remember having an actual conversation. I remember being so... Okay, this is so funny. I remember being fucking pissed that we was quarantined during Mother's Day, and I was like, I sure (laughs) shit know that it's not going to be quarantined during Father's Day. (laughs) These fucking dads don't do anything, and they're going to get it, and that was wrong. That was wrong. Because every holiday is quarantined And, right, and the dads were going to get it, too. Also, I'm in a different situation because if you – I don't know if I've even talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know if you follow us on Instagram, which is that I almost lost my dad to COVID. Oh, my God. That was such a scary time. I don't know why I'm saying it was a scary time. <laughs> it, it was. It was really scary. Which is that I really – we thought that my dad was not going to make it, that he was in the hospital for a long time. Um, he was still in recovery of it now, months later. Having to think about that on my end was yeah. scary for you. I can't imagine what you were going through. Uh-huh. And so there was a part that you start to think, oh my gosh, like, did I spend all that time with people? Like, it just makes you, I remember having a thought when this all happened 
at the beginning when I was like, are we all going to die from COVID? Like, what's going to happen here? Like, we don't know what the rates. And I remember thinking to myself, I cannot believe every minute I wasted being upset about my weight and I'm going to die from a fucking virus. Wow. Like, I can remember thinking like, oh, this is, this is when I am fucking done with body shaming. It puts so much into perspective. (laughs) If I, if I fucking die from this, I am going to, I have spent so much time hating my body wow uh, fuck this i'm done that for me was a transformative it was moment. like a, tr- a turning point yes that was really transformative for me wow yeah because like uh, how could it not give you perspective to go yes. through that right like that what matters yeah. and i think that's important if we're gonna like wrap it up in a nice bow because like <laughs> how could we not um is that like this whole thing really gives you perspective on what is important and shush it just, it, I mean, it just makes you so much more aware of your privilege, your life. I just feel like I, I do think I've learned more in the past year. Like, a, you know, we say in therapy, like, sometimes when people come in it for individual therapy, if their partner doesn't go too, that they can end up outgrowing their partner. I feel like this past year was a hyper fucking drive. Elon Musk, the goddamn fucking moon, speedway to learning. <laughs> I was like, this, that should be a book title. <laughs> that, and we're going to write a book after this, and that is the book title. <laughs> no one would buy that book. No one, they'd be like, oh, too Only long. Elon I can't even, book. I can't even this read the beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, was it, what, so you wouldn't do anything differently? No, I think, I you, think you would have ordered HelloFresh sooner. A hundred percent. That is what I would have changed. Okay. I would have also tried to move out of my one bedroom sooner, too. Oh my god, you were in a one bedroom for hard for of most it. of it. <laughs> yeah. It was or it was it was it wasn't the easiest, I would say. But once again, you learn. You learn from every hard thing that I, you go through. I, spend, I can say that now. I spent a lot less money this year. Me too. That's you, a, oh, that's a I, good one. You we, realize how much you end up spending yes, on like I going like out. I learned a lot about finances Ooh, same. this year that, that I really came to a different relationship with money. Especially from that one podcast we did. That one, she, she changed my life. Incredible. Me too. She, Amanda Clayman. Oh my God. Okay. Check that one out. So <laughs> someone asked, is this pandemic getting more draining the longer it goes on? Feels that way. It's really different because, I mean, so we both have the privilege right now of being fully vaccinated. Uh, my mom is fully vaccinated. My dad has had his first shot. Um, did, were your parents, after your parents had COVID, were you, were they still afraid or were they, like, were they feeling like, okay, we My mom her. was, my mom said she felt like superhuman. My mom said the first time after she went to the grocery store after COVID, she was like, man, I have no fear. Like, I have these antibodies. Yeah. But with my dad, because they're was heart stuff and lung stuff i think there has been fear consistently which makes sense yeah even though he's now home and he's now safe it was so bad and it was so scary and it was so serious i mean the doc the hospital called us and said prepared you you can remember that i remember this yeah you remember the day it happened yes and that they called us and told us that and then and it was two days before christmas oh my god Mm -hmm. Yeah, that so was I think a there's still time. fear around that, but now my dad's had his first shot. So it's so we're also in a different place, right? So yes, in some ways I think it's draining, but in other ways I do think there is absolutely an end in sight. And we're also big believers in getting the vaccine and wearing masks and following the fucking rules. But it's also because we're kind of rule followers. Yeah, in general. 
Wouldn't you say? I would 100% <laughs> say that. One time in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go. What are you going to say? Time in third grade, I got yelled at by a teacher and I cried hysterically. That was my story. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. Um, like that, getting like in trouble no is way just surprises like, me. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do some listener q and Yes. So that's it. I mean, and they're just random. They're just random. We're just going to answer some random shit that people have been writing in that we haven't got to. And so we wanted to just make a little time today. Um, I'm going to do the first one. How do you feel about that? Go for it. I feel good about that. Okay. Somebody had asked in, how to handle telling a friend I'm pregnant when they're having trouble conceiving? She has PCOS and some other health factors that don't make it easy. I'm excited for her to be an aunt, but I don't want to hurt her either. I think it's going to be all about the approach at no point does that get easier at no point does fertility stuff get easier as someone who is trying to have another baby it's not going well as you guys all know i'll update you when it is um (laughs) (laughs) still nothing folks um (laughs) i feel like i should have like a um a carrot in my mouth yeah like like that's all all, folks um still nothing folks so i guess if i was in the position on the receiving end I would want to hear, listen, um, I want to be direct with you, and also I want to give you space to feel however you feel about this. And I love you, and I am imagining this might be hard for you to hear. And But maybe it's not. Sometimes, like, there's certain people who told me they're pregnant that, like, it wasn't hard for me to hear. And then other people that I was like, that one hurts a little more. So a lot of... Was that... after you had Millie? Like, was it harder before you had Millie? It's definitely harder. Now I'm so distracted by my toddler. Right, so right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, for, do you think? Yeah. For me, I, for a lot of people, second secondary infertility, which is, like, after you've had your first child and then you're experiencing infertility, um, for a lot of people, they tend to have an even harder time. Now, because I went through it the first time before Millie and it took it such a long time, that was really hard. Now I'm so insanely distracted and also so insanely in love with right. Millie. She's, like, the coolest and she's got a cool hair thing too (laughs) that's just really helping me (laughs) i mean that girl's hair gets washed never so enjoy that um (laughs) she's cool same same (laughs) you guys have that in common we do um curly hair um (laughs) so i think it would just be about i love you and i want to be transparent i want to be honest it's worse if you don't tell them directly and you like they would see like dance around it yes dance around it or or just totally pretend like you're not having this very real experience right so if you just a lot of times people don't want to upset you so they just don't say anything about it and that can feel invalidating and minimizing and isolating right so i would invite i I would invite you to invite it into the room it's a lot of inviting it's a lot of inviting so we're gonna pull out the red carpet (laughs) for that situation with all those invitations so you're basically saying like acknowledge where they are right you can tell them but also acknowledge their space and also recognizing that it's okay for them not to be excited for you yeah. for them to feel what, because they they might be going through a lot and if they're if they're not able to share in your excitement doesn't mean they don't love you doesn't mean they don't care about you um but the, but they might be going through their own stuff and that that needs to be okay too to not yeah. take that reaction personally yeah. um all right you pick one friend oh i didn't read them before should i be reading them before no it's funny this way okay <laughs> Friend reaches out after seven years of silence, says, I'm sorry, what do I do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Ask yourself, how are you feeling, right? Like, is this a friendship in which you want to rekindle? Are you feeling like this is something that's missing in your life? 
Um, I think that rebuilding a friendship, rebuilding any sort of relationship takes work. And so you have to be willing to put that work in in order to rebuild that. And also the relationship might look different than it used to look. And so to almost reconceptualize what's this relationship going to look like, you know, like what do I want it to look like? Maybe you're not going to be as close as you used to. So Mm. ask yourself, how are you feeling? Right. I also think just because someone comes back to you and gives you an apology, it doesn't mean that you owe anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean, like, just because someone's like, I'd really like to rekindle this. Like, you also have an option, too. Like, it's not just up to the other person to set that. So for you to decide, do I want to have a relationship with this person or do I not? Or do I simply not know yet? And you can also say that, like, I we can explore that, but I really can't guarantee. Right. Like, give yourself the space to even think about it, right? Especially seven years of silence, right? So, like, did they just go? I just have a lot of questions. Me, too. And did they just say, I'm sorry, right? Like, I feel like... <laughs> did they say hi first? Did they say hello? <laughs> How did they do it? Did they text you? Was it text? Was it call? Yeah, what was... Yeah, what, like... Was the, it a DM? Yeah. Maybe you'll have to DM. A lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to tell us. Um, someone, I, I like this question. Best premarital counseling advice? Oh, that's good. I think it's... I have pe- so many things. Yeah. That's why it's taking me so long. My biggest thing, if I want to sum it up in one word, is Try. We think that relationships should be organic. We think relationships should be easy. We think that they should come naturally. I want you to instead try. Try to be nicer. Try to be more aware. Try to be, you know, whatever these things to think about what does actively and intentionally trying in my relationship look like. And addressing the issues that feel very uncomfortable to talk about right so like let's talk about sex baby and finances baby is that gonna do <laughs> nancy's <laughs> finances nancy this is what i heard let's talk about sex baby let's talk about nancy's baby <laughs> who, who, who is nancy she's my friend Okay, wait, that is really funny because, okay, there's this show, there's a show on, wait, wait, there's a show on Netflix called Bonding, which is, like, really, it's actually very good, it's in its second season, really easy to watch, highly what, recommend. What took you so long? Why haven't you told me about this yet? I've been looking for shows. <laughs> it's, okay. it's called Bonding, and it's about a girl who is a dominatrix and who's also in grad school to be a therapist, but there is a show of someone coming to terms and a woman trying to really explore masturbation in her own orgasm and she names her clitoris nancy and so, <laughs> so she's like there's like a scene of her masturbating where she's like i love you nancy and i cannot stop thinking about this vagina with you talking about that I'm and now you guys all have to go watch so it i'm sorry <laughs> so what you're saying is you didn't say let's talk about <laughs> nancy's baby let's talk about sex baby finances baby Ooh, that's good that's good okay so, <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, premarital. Oh, talk about all the, the things. Best, you- <laughs> the best premarital advice is make sure your partner knows if, where your clitoris is if you have one. Yes, that's a good <laughs> talk. About, talk about the things that feel very uncomfortable to talk about, right? When you do premarital counseling, you talk about all those uncomfortable things. You have someone who's initiating those uncomfortable topics. Yeah. I wonder if it's, I don't, I don't know because we didn't do, a lot of people I know do pre-Cana. yeah. I wonder if they talk about sex or that because it's religiously based. Maybe it depends on the pre-cana. The, the, yeah, someone tell us. Someone who's done pre-cana, can you let us know? Slide into our DMs. And I want to know. Yeah. What do they say about it? Yeah. Slide into our DMs and tell. Yes, we want to know. I hate saying slide into our DMs. I like it. I feel yeah. like it's been normalized. It's not sexual anymore. No, no, no. Just like 
the words I, I don't know I can't Slippy even slide. yeah I don't know why I don't know why Nancy, slide. Nancy's baby Nancy. <laughs> that that is gonna be the name of our episode once again Nikki's not gonna not SEO either. friendly yeah no okay no. <laughs> next we're sorry <laughs> drank too much coffee I ran around the Someone room too many times stop listening now. okay um how oh I like this one how to overcome procrastination fear of failure or not being perfect that's a really good one it's a really good one because we struggle with this too. One, do you have ADD? <laughs> that's that, something to get checked it out. Is, it is. I mean, like that is a really common correlation. Um, this is it. So, what would it be like to get started, right? So, and like the reason I say, like, do you have ADD? Is because there are a lot of times people that have ADD or ADHD or some type of neurotypical situation, they would rather submit the final draft than do the rough draft, right? If that makes sense. And so, there's this part of saying, like, okay. One, how does my brain work? I do not think procrastination is a bad thing. I have to tell you all something, which is procrastination is not a problem. It's only a problem because we've been told that it's a problem for a neurotypical person. Some people simply work better with procrastination. Now, that is not ideal if we're talking about the idea of perfection and failure, right? These two things are very different, but sometimes they can be intercorrelated. And so the thing I would ask yourself is, what's it going to be like if I fail? What would failing look like? And how are the ways that we translate this together? Jen is ferociously looking for something on her phone. Okay, what okay. are you looking for? I'm looking for a law that I read about. So, a law? Yeah, because we talk about, um, you know, it's, it's common that we talk about how procrastination is, is something that's bad in some way. The fact of the matter is it really works for a lot of people. It does for me. So there is. Is it for you too? Yes. I love and, and And so there's something called Parkinson's Law that was actually very validating, and I'll tell you what it is. It's the adage that work expands so to fill the time available for its completion, mm. right? So if you're waiting until the last minute, if you're someone who waits until the last minute and it like – it uh, it really amps you up and you, like, get the work done that's really me. quickly. That's me, too. That is actually a law that's pretty helpful, right? You know the people when you Can learn- you read that definition again? Yes. What is that? Parkinson's law is the adage that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So if I give myself 30 minutes to do something- You'll be able to do it in 30 minutes. If I give myself three hours- It will take you three hours to do it. Even if it's the same fucking thing. Exactly. So you know those people. This is my entire life. I know. So, but I think it's validating in a lot of ways for the people who procrastinate um, and are angry at themselves for procrastinating or hard on themselves for procrastinating. This is something that's very normalizing because if you're someone who can get things done quicker, if you wait until the last minute, you go on with your bad self. Fuck, that really was validating for me as well. That's why I was ferociously looking for this. Yeah, you were. Because I was like, let's actually drop some truth in here instead of us just, like, talking out of our asses the whole time. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I feel like we have a lot of good things. We do. I know. I know. Sorry. I invalidated us. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let's not minimize ourselves. That was imposter syndrome. You all just heard it. That was real. It came out. That was real time. I just felt like if I put law behind something... When you say law, though, you're not talking about legal. No, no, it's not legal. Law. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like that's like a like evolutionary, a, yeah, or totally, like a yeah. philosophical, philosophical law. law. Yeah, something. Okay, for some reason, philosophical makes me think of SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay, I have another thing to say. 
I'm sorry, what? I don't know why. <laughs> I took a philosophy class in college, and for some reason, the only remember I, the only way I would study is like make note cards. You made a lot of note cards. You in cannot do that for philosophy. It because is impossible. Because it's just abstract. I would ideas. write these huge note cards, and then I had a panic attack right before the test. Well, it's like there's a difference between mem- like memorizing. You're such a good memorizer. I'm incredible at and memorizing. And there's a dem- difference between memorizing and, and learning. Yes. My memorization skills incredible. Yes. Okay. I, I want to answer another question, which is somebody wrote in how to deal with disappointing someone. I. You want to go first? Yeah. I Let's talk about apologies. Oof. Let's talk about how to apologize. I like it. Which is that an apology is not, I'm sorry you feel that way. Or, (laughs) I'm sorry I said that. Or, I'm sorry I made a mistake. It's not some bullshit fucking thing. (laughs) Apology is sincere, it is intentional, and it is complete acknowledgement. Right? So, we have all these different types of apologies. And one of the things we want you to think about is how do I apologize to other people when it? Do I accept responsibility for it? You know, not just like, uh, like, like I said, like that, this bullshit of like, I just hope that, um, <laughs> I just, I'm not really sorry you felt that way. <laughs> like, who's that? I don't know who that voice is. I think it's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been practicing that? It's pretty good. I don't know. I just talked about SpongeBob SquarePants. This is like, this is a great episode. No, this is going to be. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry. We should do that thing where if. Oh, let's apologize. Okay. Let's apologize. That's okay. Good. So let's say that you're all listening to this and you're pretty disappointed by this episode. <laughs> so I would start by looking at you directly in the eye if, you know, we were human beings in person and not just audio. <laughs> um, and I would say, you want to know what? I'm sorry. And I bet that really was hard that you came with an expectation that I did not fulfill. I wouldn't sit here and say, well, your expectations were too high. Or, well, that's not my fault. I would say... You wanted something different, and I know that this didn't meet that. It doesn't mean I have to take complete ownership and say, I hate myself, and I should have been different, and I don't need to, like, go downward. But I could say I I can find some truth in whatever you're saying when I apologize. Yes. So I would say that's one end of it, and I'm going to give the other end of it, too, is that, like, sometimes people's expectations of you – are might be too high or they might like and they are not your responsibility to live up to right so like every week we can't make every person happy that listens to this podcast exactly we are genuinely sorry (laughs) that we can't do that that we can't do that we wish we 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 wish we can make everyone happy but it's impossible literally when i will happen and you know so so i guess another example is like a parent right Sometimes we grow up with parents who have, like, very high expectations and their way of expressing that to, oh, you really disappointed me, mm-hmm. right? And so we live our lives based on what they want for us as opposed to what we want for ourselves, right? Yeah. So also kind of having an honest conversation with yourself of what is my responsibility, Right. How much responsibility do I take for other people's emotions, right? That there's a balance to find there. Mm -hmm. Like, here's a great example. I upset my daughter every single day because I won't let her watch Baby Shark every single minute Uh, of the day. I'd be upset, too. And that is very disappointing to her. How do you apologize to her? 
I say I know you want to watch Baby Shark and that we watch that in the afternoon after nap. You're so So good. we have a set time of when I provide that need that need for Baby Shark. Right. And it is a need. She's allowed to listen to the song, but we only do screen time after nap That's in good. the afternoon. Well, I in think our house. I think a really important thing is you acknowledge well, and, what she's feeling. And and I'm also very transparent about the expect that what I can actually provide, right? right? So like in our house, it's just like a thing that we do that like that and only because she's Listen, I'm not an anti-screen time parent. She's just a goddamn monster if I let her watch it before nap time. So, like, there's no other reason besides that. Or else, like, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's check it out. I love television. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I love Baby Shark. (laughs) Well, I don't love Baby Shark Goes to Space. (laughs) The song Baby Shark is not bad, but when you watch Baby Shark Goes to Space every single day, it's Wait, Baby Shark Goes to Space? It's, It's the movie. It's the Baby Shark movie on Netflix. You wouldn't know. Because your mind has not been How spoiled. does Baby Shark go to space, though? I don't know, but there's also Santa Clauses in it. There's a lot of different things. We, they go what? through all the holidays. I have no fucking idea. I, you know, not totally present. But, oh so. Wait, one, is Santa Claus in space? <laughs> None of it makes sense. Oh, my. Everyone's God. on acid. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> it's just, honestly, it's one big acid trip. Okay. Oh, my so, God. So, but here's the deal. Is I don't lie. I do not say, oh, yeah, 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 and then don't go through with it, right? Right. So part of not disappointing people is, all, like, one, you're going to disappoint people no matter what, but two, it's also, like, be kind of honest about what you can provide in a relationship. If I can't give more, then I try to tell them that. I try to be very honest. Same thing with my clients. My daughter will always come first. They know that. This is actually such a good segue into another question. Well, okay. I'm sorry. It's the last one. That's Okay, perfect. last question. Tips for encouraging a healthy mother-daughter relationship. Like, hello, you're already talking about it. This is a really hard one because I I think we all have very different ideas of healthy. Yes. Right. So some people think healthy means I call my mom every single day. Some people think healthy means I talk to my mom once a month. Well, some people think, you know. I think maybe one of the things is like there's a very clear boundary between who I am and then who my mother is. We're not the same. We're, We're not, not the one same. functioning unit. We are right. two different people. And so being able to draw those boundaries of, like, this is how I feel. I'm not responsible for your feelings, but I can listen to you. I can be there to what capacity I have, Mm -hmm. right? I'm thinking more so of, like, mothers and daughters who are more, like, enmeshed with one another. So then we would say that the tips to encouraging a healthy mother-daughter relationship is the same for encouraging a healthy any type of relationship. Right. There's a clear distinction between you and the other person. Right, which is communication, um, transparency, acknowledgement, um, intentionality, all of these things for any type of relationship, right? How am I being honest? How am I being transparent? How am I being kind and respectful? Beautiful. How am I doing that with my boss? How am I doing that with my mother? How am I doing that with my cat? With my, oh, I mean, <laughs> I think okay, that was fun. next to impossible. <laughs> you will always disappoint your cat. Your cat will, will always, always be dissatisfied with you. I, my dog, every time I do not take him any place I am, is disappointed in me. Oh, see, that's because dogs, I feel like, are just. You've met my dog. He's the mopiest son of a bitch that's you can ever I love him. <laughs> he is such a gem. And he's a mopey son of a bitch. And his okay. head is gigantic. Hey, his head is bigger than yours. Hey. Great episode. Thank Great you. Great episode. Thanks for telling me about all the ways you've changed and grown this year. Thank you for telling me for all the ways you've grown and changed. For anyone listening, we want you to take the time to think about what this past year has been like for you, what you want to do moving forward. What to, you've learned what you've from learned, this year. Who you've been, or what you've unlearned. Beautiful. And more than anything, thanks for check, checking in. And thanks for listening. This if you think this episode would be helpful if to not, someone you know. Who? 
<laughs> or if it wouldn't be helpful at all, <laughs> you could send it to them or just never send it to anyone. <laughs> that's, that's, Nikki's going to kill us. I know. Okay. I'm so sorry. Hey, we love you. Take care of yourself and be kind.